Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today marks the 25th of April of the year 2020 and happy birthday today to Oliver Cromwell, an ambitious and competent man who dominated English politics and really put the dead into the phrase, I think you can stop kicking his decapitated head around the square, he's probably dead. Happy death anniversary also to Ginger Rogers, who apparently died doing what she loved backwards in high heels. And today in history, in 1886, Sigmund Freud opened his first practice in Vienna, beginning the trend in psychiatry towards the idea of an inner self that must be expressed and articulated, ideally by buying Coca-Cola. Freud historically celebrated the opening of his practice with a cigar and the invention of a theory that every poo is an expression of subliminal resentment against your uncle. Celebrations today include National East Meets West Day, so celebrate that by making some hot dog sushi, a tofu bourguignon or a spaghetti laxa. Your guest today is ex-child actor and resentful superstar, Gareth Reynolds. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. And I resent being called. I resent the way you phrased that. I mean, I'm not trying to play into the part here, but yeah, that's a resent. The way you put that, I resent. (laughs) And I've been on TV. I don't know if that's been clear, but yes. So many times, but never for long. And never as an adult. As a child, many, many times. I had a very (laughs) cute disposition, and everybody knows I had some years where I made some terrible decisions. Um, and I'm back, and I'm serious, and I'm ready to act again, and nobody's listening. So I'm hoping this helps a little bit. Well, I think you're sort of hampered by the fact that your incredibly adorable proportions as a child have maintained themselves into adulthood and now look a little odd. It's true that people don't find baby fat as charming as grown-up fat, and even calling it that, people never <laughs> seem to like it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I still have tiny hands, a lot of extra skin, and I'm about three <laughs> feet tall, and I'm bad with crayons. But outside of that, I'm back, I'm ready to act, and I'm still really good at it. Of course, today's episode is a Saturday, and as always in the Weekend Magazine, we'll be taking a step back from the gaping sarlacc pit that is daily news and retiring to the cooling swamp planet that is the Weekend Magazine. This Saturday, our top story is a pet's advice section, but first, some sections of the Weekend Magazine that we won't have time for. In the Weekend Magazine today, a tippy-top toes section with a series of home remedies for foot beautification and a double-page spread of celebrity feet for people who are interested in that. Mm. And a home stretching section showing a painfully limber contortionist demonstrating a series of easy home stretches to keep you bendy while in isolation. A lot of really doable instructions that will make you feel moderately inspired but still pretty unmotivated. And a which member of the Bloomsbury group are you quiz with questions about your diet and fashion style to determine whether you're an E.M. Forster, a Virginia Woolf or a John Maynard Keynes. Uh, Do you reckon you'd be a Virginia Woolf or an E.M. Forster or a John Maynard Keynes? 
I, whatever they're looking for. I mean, if they're whatever they whatever they're looking to fill or cast, <laughs> I will be any of those. So they just need to give me the breakdown. Yeah, I reckon you could be a good John Maynard Keynes. How, how are you on your economics? Really, really not good. But if someone wrote it down, I could very easily say it. <laughs> I'm afraid that's all we have time for for the magazine features, because of course it's time for your ads. And your ad section now, because money only exists if it's in constant motion, like a shark. Except you can't keep a shark under your bed for long without serious problems for either you or the shark. Do you want to support your essential workers with anything up to and including symbolic moral support? I've been clapping our frontline health workers every day this week and boy are my arms tired. Constantly clapping your hands while you feel helpless to do more against problems that are bigger than you can possibly deal with can be exhausting. Well, clap no more with Dr. Matt's patented clapping robot seal, the Sealbot 4000. Delivered by drone to anywhere in your continent, this full-sized robot seal will sit in your window and do all the clapping for you. You can sit back, relax, and know that your frontline health workers feel your moral support and can reason backwards to a sense of your thoughts and prayers. The Sealbot 4000 claps relentlessly, it eats robot fish, it lives in your bathtub, and it's hours of fun for your kids. Dr. Matt's patented clapping Sealbot 4000. It's got the last post, seal of approval. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Next. <laughs> I want to go swimming, but I'm afraid of sharks. You know what a shark can't fit in. Half a glass of water. Half a glass of water brought to you by The Last Post and Steven Spielberg. The safest body of water to keep your body safe. And a new novel is out by supernatural romance thriller maven and self-published bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. The Dim Menagerie is a violent, sexy, and occasionally violently sexy instalment in Lagarde's best-selling series of late Edwardian, early Victorian period detective romance thrillers with a supernatural twist. Set in the mean streets of a rapidly industrialising London, The Dim Menagerie sweeps you into a world of coal and corsets. Devon is the bastard son of a duke forging his own way in the emerging world of commerce, Half vampire, half Victorian doctor. He's got his hands full figuring out the implications of germ theory while lusting for the blood of his patients. But there's something missing. Something missing, that is, until he meets a lady being set upon by footpads in a dark alleyway and rescues her with his sword stick. Violet is a sassy suffragette with an anachronistic vocabulary, an elasticated corset, and amnesia. She doesn't need a man, but she can't remember why... (laughs) As Devon nurses her back to health, they both fight the passion rising between them, but they can't fight the passion rising between them. And when Violet continues to be the subject of assassination attempts, they must track down the source of her mysterious diplomatic enemy and solve a plot to bring down the government while also having sex. (laughs) 
Will Devon overcome his vampiric bloodlust and meet his estranged father now on his deathbed? Will Violet overcome her violent fear of handwashing and marry a doctor? Uh, with a charming cameo by Violet's godfather, celebrity bridge builder Isambard Kingdom Brunel, and a 40-page lecture on Joseph Lister's Principles of Sanitation, The Guardian called The Dim Menagerie a period piece that leaves a stain, and The Times called it the most graphic description of a Victorian-era penis surgery they'd ever read. Available now in bus terminals and all airport bookstores. And that's your ad section for today. The Last Post. Now it's time for your Weekend Magazine top feature. Your top feature this week is a pets advice section. Gareth Reynolds, you are a pet expert. Tell us uh, what we should be doing right now. Well, uh, thank you, Alice. Uh, You know, pets are fantastic. I don't know if there's anyone out there who is not familiar with pets, but they are basically animals that you domesticate and you keep in your home. Now, pets are a great way normally to escape the mind-numbing loneliness of your life. You've made some poor decisions. You've never been able to sustain a relationship. You're a lonely, (laughs) lonely man in a lonely, lonely place. Now, There's many things you can do with your pets during a pandemic. For instance, I've just been teaching my cat to cook omelets. Now, let me be clear, they are not good, and I'm leading most of it. But still, this is not a time to shame an animal. But the the real question is, what do you do if, if you're like me and you feel like you've thrust your animal into a bit of a paradox, right? <laughs> Suddenly, you're there all the time. Your, your animal feels like they need to be around you constantly. That's a lot of stress for an animal, which is why I recommend getting your pet a pet. What better way to make your little critter happier than to get it its own little pet? So that's why I would highly recommend that people go out there and buy your pets a pet. Uh, whether you have a cat or any animal, just get it something smaller. And if you find that that pet gets distracted by being someone else's pet, well, throw a pet at that problem and get it a pet. <laughs> and smaller fleas and so ad infinitum. Um, you said before, now is not the time to shame an animal. Uh, would you say there is a time to shame an animal? Well, uh, I mean... Yes, there's always a time. You, there's always a time to shame to shame a creature. I uh, personally remember when I was a child actor and I was doing Billy and the Baby Cop, where I was a baby <laughs> cop and there was an ape named Billy, and Billy was supposed to never touch the gun that I had because I was a baby, and one day he did, and they really went at him, uh, and that was deserved because that was a Hollywood production, which I'm looking to get back into. <laughs> That's all we have time for for your top features section this week because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Dear Alice, the editor, and because you're there, dear sidekick too. That's you today, Gareth. You're the sidekick. It's very general. Well, I mean, you could play a generic sidekick. Sure. I would apt. I would do whatever they want if they name it. I don't mean to jump into this section too with my resume, (laughs) but you name it, I'll show up. I don't even need to get paid anymore. Uh, this one says, your portrayal of Swiss goat herders to promote the last post's flagship product, Half a Glass of Water, was spot on. I thank you for showcasing us in such a positive light. We really do appreciate the alternative stream of income. Government subsidies only get us so far. Sincerely, Heidi, head of the Swiss Goat Herders Association. Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. Um, Gareth, if you don't know... Uh, we mentioned that the Swiss goat herders will often refresh themselves with half a glass of sparkling uh, pure mountain water. And um, it's really nice to know that we've represented you properly. Representation is important to us, Heidi. Thank you. That's great. That's great. 
That's that's very good. That shows that you're doing it right. I mean, and I didn't know that you could get sparkling water straight from a brook, but that's nice. Oh, I mean, I I was thinking it just sparkles in the sunlight, but sure, I'm sure there's mountains that carbonate. Oh, I'm picturing bubbles. <laughs> Either way, I mean, it can't be that hard. It's the Lord's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year, and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today was Mr. Gareth Reynolds. Gareth, have you got anything to plug? Uh, I don't, but I'm looking to make a comeback. (laughs) Also, you should uh, look Gareth up on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? At Reynolds Gareth. At Reynolds Gareth. That's the that's the one everyone dreams of having in that order. So you've you've definitely gotten over your childhood dyslexia then. Yes, finally. Yes. <laughs> the last post is a something else Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. My special Savage is available on Amazon Prime. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for my occasional blogs or to subscribe for a behind the scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. And as we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The fertility doctor, Jan Karbat, was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumors circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman, and I've been investigating what happened in Carbat's clinic. It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from something else, coming on March 18th, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>